afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Praise God. Thank you to the team for leading us into worship. What a great worship time that was in His presence today. Amen. I'm going to let you be seated in a moment here. Just, 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 I'm sorry that I kind of tricked some of you there. Um, I'm going to read the Word of God today. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 15, and I've got a few verses to read here. Uh, Luke 15, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, There was a great evangelist preacher back in the um, early 1900s by the name of G. Campbell Morgan, and he proclaimed that Luke 15 is the greatest chapter in the Bible. He said, it's, it's the one, it's the parable chapter. It's the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And we're going to speak for a moment today from the Word of God, from Luke 15, starting at verse 11. The Bible says this, To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of the estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide the wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger son packed all of his belongings and moved into a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became hungry. And then even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. It's amazing what place we can get at when we get out of Father's house. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to his, himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So we returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with compassion and love, love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned both against heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said, to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For the son of mine was dead and is now returned to life. He was lost, but he is found. So the party began. Hallelujah. What a great parable the Word of God has given us today. I'm going to speak for a few minutes, a little bit more on the success line, but, but my, my message today is simply this. How can I be successful when I feel like a failure? Can I be successful when I've messed up? Can I be successful when I have really not lived the way I should have lived? That's the Word of God we're going to find out today the answer to that. Let's pray and ask God to touch our hearts and minds to receive his word today. Jesus, God, again today, God, we come before you. We're grateful. 
for your word, God, your word that speaks life, your word that speaks hope, your word that God helps us in life, God, with our daily living. God, I pray that your word would speak to each of our hearts today, God. It's rich, it's living, God, it's powerful, it's full of transformational qualities, God. I'm praying today that your word will speak to someone's heart in this room, and we thank you for what you're going to do. And the church said amen. God bless you as you are seated. Success. We all want it. Someone once said this, though. They said, there are two imposters in life. Someone say imposter. One is success, and the other is failure. Everyone desires success. Everybody wants success. No one really desires failure. But most of the time, I have found in life that success doesn't always feel like success. And failure doesn't always feel like failure. Most of us have the idea that success is going to feel a certain way. Most of us expect that when, I'm, when I finally get there, I will know it. I will, I will have a good feeling about it. But, but I, I want to tell you today that people can be successful and not really know it. And, and the flip side is even truer. People can find themselves in a bad state, a bad place, and not even know that they're in a bad place. You probably know people that have been there. You know, in this talk of success, there's that worldly success that we talked about over the last couple of weeks where, you know, it's that look, it's that, what, what we kind of, it's the poster child of what success is to look like in the world. But most people get worldly success confused with true success. They think they're successful when they get and reach all these accolades, but in reality, they're not successful. But I want to tell you today that one of the greatest decisions that you and I will ever make in our lives is to begin moving toward godly success. It really doesn't matter where you find yourself in life today. It doesn't matter how low, how terrible, how far gone you might feel that you are. If you would just make the decision today to turn around and start walking towards a godly success, a success that matters most, that decision will be the most important decision you will ever make. You know, what it really, we find out that success is not a place. Success is a journey. Success is many right decisions that we make along the way. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not just do this one thing and you're successful. No, success is a right step today and a right step tomorrow. It's obeying God's word today. It's obeying God's word tomorrow. You keep making those right choices and right decisions in life, pretty soon, one of those steps, you will step into the, the heavens of heavens. You will walk through those gates of pearl, and your feet will be walking on streets of gold. And that's, my friend, is what true 
success is. When you walk through those gates and you hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, that, my friend, is true success. There's there's thinking that we have to kind of contend with when we're talking about getting me to success. There's thinking that will keep us from success. A couple of things um, I've got on the, in the notes here today. Thinking that will keep me from success, number one, is thinking that where I am today determines who I am. That will keep you from success. I don't want you to confuse the place you currently are. I don't want you to confuse maybe a bad place in your life today, a place where you're currently at, and say, that's where I'm going to end up. No, that's not where you're going to end up because God has called you to greater Wherever you find yourself today may not be where you want to be, but I want to encourage you today, don't let the place define you because God's got plans. The the place is not you. Where I am today is not who I am. If you find yourself in the pig pen of life today, it doesn't mean you're going to always be in the pig pen of life today. The place you're at right now does not determine your future. What determines your future is the decision that I'm not going to stay in this place, but I'm going to do what the Word of God says. I'm going to turn some things around. I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to repent of my sin. I'm going to get my life right with God, and I'm going to begin making right steps towards the things of God. The second thing that will keep you from success is failing to believe or failing to dream that there's a better tomorrow. How many here like to dream, imagine? How many are dreaming of a vacation? Some place beautiful and warm. That's right, come on now. It's good to dream. It's good to dream of a, a better day. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can dream yourself out of that situation. You can believe that God's got a greater future. I don't care where today is. I don't care how bad today is. But if you will stop and just take a moment and begin to dream and begin to believe that that God's word is true and begin to believe that God's got something greater for you, that God's got an end that's not the way it is today. I believe today God's got a great dream for this church. This is not where we're going to stay forever. This is not the end of what God has for life, church. I've got a dream in my mind of what God is going to do. We're not going to always be in this place. I I don't know if you believe that or not. I I love this church. I love this building. I'm glad that we're here on the QEW. But, But I believe and I dream that God's got way more than the hundred that are here today. 
You, you can't just always think that today, because I'm here in this place today, it's always going to be this way. It's time for us to lift up our eyes and believe that God's got a great harvest and God's got a great plan and God's got a great purpose and the purpose is bigger than this room right here. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. <laughs> you say, well, that, people that talk to themselves are a little crazy. Well, maybe we are. But, but the Bible lets us know that there were people in the Word of God that talked to themselves. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. I don't know how he did it, but he talked to himself. Some of us need to begin speaking faith into our place of existence right now, into our current situation, into our current trial, into your current problems. Don't think that the way it is today is the way it's always going to be. Begin to understand that, that, that we, we're going to stay there if we don't begin to believe and begin to dream that God's got something more than this. He's got something greater than this. It doesn't matter what the this is, but too often... We speak to ourselves, but we don't speak correctly. You've heard this before. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't believe God's going to do this for me. God can do it for so-and-so, but I just don't think that it's going to work out for me. It probably won't, because you're speaking that thing. You know what? I don't think today's going to be a very good day. I got to go to work again, and those people are not that nice, and it's just going to be not a very good day. To be careful how you're talking to yourself. You, you want to have God do something great in your life? You want to have God show up in your life? Don't be declaring over your life things that are negative, things that are not going to see you get out of that current situation. If you believe that God's not going to show up this time for you, guess what? He probably won't, because you spoke it. But I want to tell Life Church today, it's time for someone in this place to believe God. It's time for someone in this place to believe and dream once again that there's a greater place. There's another place that God has. There's a, there, I don't got to always stay in this situation. God's got something more. Isaiah 43 and 19 says it like this, God speaking, for I am about to do something new. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not going to be the same old, same old. God's saying, I'm about to do something new. How many would like to have something new done in your life? You don't want to stay in the same old mess that you've been hanging on to and declaring over your life for way too long. It's time to declare that God is getting ready to do something new. Hallelujah. God's speaking. See, I have already begun it. He, he's already ready to go. Don't you see it? I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. I'm going to create rivers in the dry wasteland. God's, he's ready. He's prepared. He, he's, he's right on the precipice of doing it. He, he's ready to make it happen. Something new. 
He's already begun it. God's going to work in my family. God's going to work in my finances. God's going to work in life church. God's going to work on my job situation. Whatever the deal is, he's making a way. He's going to do something new. I declare that today over my life. God is preparing some great future for me. Hallelujah. My desert place that I'm at right now, one day, very soon, Pastor Jonathan, it's going to flow with rivers. That desert place that I'm in right now might not always be a desert because the rivers of his blessings are going to flow. Hallelujah. It's time for someone in this place to believe God, to dream another dream, to begin speaking God's promises over your life and situation. Hallelujah. You've got to declare what the Word of God says. Declare his blessings. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come, and I'm blessed when I go. He's anointing my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He's chasing you down with his goodness and mercy, but you're declaring junk every day. I'm declaring God's blessing over my family. I'm declaring God's blessing over my children. We did that a minute ago. We're declaring God's blessing over our finances. It's time to dream again. It's time to believe. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. The place is not going to determine your future. You determine your future based on what you believe and what you declare. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We must choose to dream. We must choose to see a better tomorrow. We must choose to see that there's sunlight coming over the horizon of my life. And God's getting ready to do something great for my life, for my family. It's time to believe. It's time to dream. Thinking that keeps me from success, number one, thinking that where I am today determines who I am. Two, failing to believe or dream for a better tomorrow. Three, another thing that will keep you from God's plan of success for your life is being all about keeping my image. Got to look good. And not being honest before God. We are so good at looking good. We are so good at looking the part. You go to work and how are things? Great. Liar. You come to church. How are you doing, brother? How are you doing, sister? Oh, it couldn't be better. You know, here's the deal. We are so great at impressing the people around us. But I'm challenging us today for us to truly become and see God's blessings upon us. We, we got to give up the image thing. We've got to get honest with ourselves and honest with God. And if we would only say, God, I, I'm no longer going to be concerned about what all these people think about me. That's too often our problem. We got a little bit of pride or maybe a whole lot of pride. And we don't want anyone to think wrong of me. And all the time, God's over here, and we don't give a flip about what he thinks. 
I'm all concerned about what you think, but perhaps we need to turn it around and say, I don't care what they think. All I care about is what does he think. And I want to do whatever it takes. I want to get honest before him because I want to be right in the eyes of Almighty God. I don't want to just look good on the surface. And down under the surface, everything's a mess. But I look good. I just want to make sure today that we get to the place that we understand God. The only thing that matters is that I please you. The only success in life that really matters is that I'm radically obedient to you. Whether my family thinks I'm crazy, whether my friends think I'm crazy, whether whether the people at church don't really understand me, God, all that matters is that I'm right with you. This prodigal son today in this story, he was young. He was immature. He, he, He began to ask for things that really he wasn't old enough to handle. He went to his father and asked for the, his portion of the inheritance. And I'm not going to blame his father, but his father gave it to him when he probably knew it wasn't going to turn out very good. As I was mulling that over in my mind, I thought, how many prayers do we pray? And we're asking our heavenly father to give us things that are not always good for us. God, thank you for not answering every prayer that I've prayed. Amen. But the inheritance was given to this younger son, and the Bible says that he wasted it. Because if people who are immature and can't handle certain things get things too early, when they're not prepared... They mess it up big time. The word of God in verse 13 says, a few days after the younger son got, he got the inheritance. Man, I'm good, I'm good. I I am living large right now. He packed up all of his goods, his belongings, and moved away. Get away from dad, get away from father's house, all the restrictions and all the, the oversight at father's house. I'm just getting on my own, and I'm gonna have a party. He went on his way. And the Bible says in that distant land, he wasted all his money in wild living. I'm telling you what, he he was living large. He, he He was like having a time. He was living it up in wild living. But you know what? The inheritance, we don't know how big it was, but I'm sure it was a pretty substantial amount of funds. Pretty soon, you you can only live that way so long, and the money runs out. And at that time, it just so happened that a famine shows up in the land. No money, famine, and he's away from dad. He finally persuades a farmer to hire him. He's so hungry, he gets to feed the pigs. Now, you got to get this picture here for a moment. I mentioned earlier in my message that failure doesn't always feel like failure. I'm not sure if he felt failure or not, but here he is. 
He's in a foreign land. He's a Jewish young man. Jews, pigs, pigs, Jews. It it doesn't really come together, okay? And here he finds himself in some farmer's field, and he's the guy feeding the pigs. And he gets so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs, the slop that he was feeding the pigs, began to look good to him. Muddy place, stinky place. Here he was. And the slop looked good. We gotta be careful that we can get, don't get into a place that's a bad place and we don't even realize it's a bad place. Things in the bad place start to look good to us. Do you ever, and I've been around church and I've been a pastor for a long time now, I've noticed a lot of people, they get themselves into a bad place. And myself or some key people, loving people come along, trying to help them in their bad place. And you know what happens? They don't think they're in a bad place. They don't realize they're in a bad place. And they go further into a bad place. It's like they run towards it. I've seen other people that get with the wrong people, the wrong crowd. Their family says don't do it. Their friends say don't do it. But they do it anyhow. They hang out with the wrong bunch. I'm telling you, if all your friends start saying it's wrong, it's probably wrong. The younger son, he had been in father's house. He had been where the blessings of the father was just normal. And he didn't even see that as a place of success. And now he's in a pig stall, a pig pen. And he's looking at the food of the pigs. And he doesn't even feel like it's bad. He says he looked upon the slop of the pigs and it looked good. What what looks good to you right now, but in your heart of hearts, you know it's not good for you. Are you currently in a bad place? Are you currently finding yourself in a mess? And you're okay with it. It's, it's, it you're fine with it. You're, you're, you're at that place where, you know, I'm just going to make it look good. Too often we find that. We, we start to make it look good and it starts to feel good. But, but the Bible tells us, there's a caution in Proverbs chapter 16. It says, there's a way that seems right to a man. It might feel right. You, you might have convinced yourself that this is okay. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But there's a, there's a turning point in this story. There, there's a verse 17 in this story where, where something begins to take place in the heart and the mind of this young Jewish boy. He's in this bad place. He, he was okay with looking at the pig food and thinking it was good. But there comes a moment in his life where he begins to dream again. There comes a moment in his life where he says, you know what, I don't see myself staying here forever. 
I, I, I'm tired of this place. I, I, I don't want to be here all my life. God, God I, I believe there's a future for me. And the Bible says in verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, he said to, what's it say? This guy talked to himself. When he realized that the place he was at is not the place he wanted to stay. That the place he was at really didn't define who he was. When he was at that place and he said, I'm tired of this place. The Bible says when he came to his senses, he began to talk to himself. He said, you know, back at dad's house, even the hired servants have enough food to spare. The servants are taking home food after the day of work. They've got extra food. And here I am. I'm dying of hunger. I'm in a bad place. Hallelujah. There's something about beginning to think about Father's house. There's something when we start to think about what God has planned for us. When we start to think of the blessings and the the resources and the food and the good things in Father's house. There's something that should stir within us that, you know what, it doesn't matter what. i got to get back to Father's house. He had to swallow his pride. He had to give up the image management. He had to get honest with himself. And he began to talk to himself some more. Verse 18, I will go home to my father and I will say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. He he began to repent. And the Bible says, I'm not really worthy to be called a son anymore, but just let me become one of the higher servants. And so he, he, he got himself up out of that place. He got himself up out of that little situation he found himself in. He said, I'm not gonna stay here. I'm going home to Father's house. If I can just become a servant, he might not take me back as a son, but if I can just get back to Father's house, the blessings of Father's house, it's going to be better than this. And the Bible says, well, he was returning home to Father. He was a a long way off. I mean, he probably had his head down. He was probably just kind of in a little bit of a sort of a depressed state. He, he, you know, just, you know, just not really expecting a whole lot from the father. But the Bible said he was a long way off and his father saw him. You know, dad had been watching for him for a long time. I'm not sure where he was looking from. I'm not sure where he was watching from. It might have been the kitchen window. It might have been out in the field. He just kept his eye down the road. I wonder when my son's coming back. But he kept looking. He kept watching. He, he was ready. He was willing. He, he was wanting his son to come home. And the Bible says that when he saw him, the love that he had, the compassion he had was so great that when he got a glimpse of his son, the Bible says that the father ran to the son. He embraced him. He kissed him. It wasn't a surprise for the father that the son was returning because he'd been anticipating that. He'd been waiting. He'd been watching that. Hallelujah. And the Bible goes on to tell us, and I'm kind of just almost done here, but it says, Father, I've sinned is what the son said. But the father said, quick, Bring the finest robe, put it on him. Go get a ring for his finger. Get sandals for his feet. Kill that calf that we've been fattening. 
What are you fattening for, Dad? My son's coming home. Why are we fattening that calf over there, Dad? Because there's a son that's getting ready to return. And I'm ready. There's going to be a party. There's going to be a a big party. There's going to be blessings that we're going to put on him when son returns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what do you do if you don't feel like you've got it all together? You feel like a failure. How do you get to the place of success? A couple more quick points. To obtain true success, I must realize that there's a God who's running to bless me. If you're here today and you're away from God and you say, I'm not at the place I need to be, I just want to encourage you right now. The word of God's very plain. He's waiting for you. He's anticipating you. He's longing for you to return. And as soon as you come back, the blessings of God are going to begin to flow. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that God's ready to bless? Do you believe that God's ready to pour out his blessings upon you today? He is. Number two, to obtain true success, I need to repent. Someone say repent. You can't keep that image going. You you can't keep that facade that everything's good. If things are not right, repent. And then you'll receive the blessings of Father's house. I want to tell you that no great work of the Spirit is going to happen in your life until you repent. He has a place of blessing for you. He has a place of blessing that he wants you to to get into. Now, the, the place of blessing was always there, but he walked away from it. He didn't realize it when he was there that it was the blessing place. He he went after something else. And, and I was thinking about sin and how sin takes us. There's a, there's a little thing that my pastor always used to say: sin always takes you farther than you want to go. Sin always keeps you longer than you want to stay. And sin always costs you more than you want to pay. Sin always takes you farther than you want to go. Sin always keeps you longer than you want to stay. And it always costs you more than you want to pay. But there's a great verse. If you don't have this one memorized, memorize it. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, hallelujah, if we repent, if we say, God, I'm not right here in my heart. God, I'm away. I'm not where I need to be. If we confess our sins, he's faithful. He's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't get used to pig pen living. Amen? Don't get used to living in the pig pen. What we need to do, some of us need to do today is simply repent and believe that God's got blessings, that he's waiting for us to come back, that he wants to pour out on us. There's some great blessings for someone here today. And then the final thing to obtain true success is I must understand that God has a great plan for my life. Someone say great plan. He's got a future. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 
You might say, Pastor Steve, right now it doesn't look like I have much of a future in front of me. This is wrong and that's wrong and this person doesn't like me and this person's out to get me and there's not much going for me right now. It doesn't matter what it might look like. The word of God says that God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your future. He has plans to prosper you. He has plans to give you a hope and he has plans to give you a great future. Doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. God has plans for you. Amen? And that plan is a blessing plan. That plan is a restoration plan. That plan is getting in alignment with the Father. It's coming back to Father's house. And the blessings that Father has on the screen. Here's the truth I want you to get from today's message. When you think you're a failure in whatever area of your life, the path to true success happens by reconnecting, someone say reconnecting with your heavenly father. The prodigal son was away. He was in a bad place. He was in a place of failure. And the path back began when he came to his senses. The path back came when he began to dream again. The path back came when he began to repent. He says, Father, I've sinned. And when he began to take steps back towards Father's house. I'm going to invite you to stand here today. I want you to bow your heads. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. I know this message might not be for every single person in this room today. But I believe that God has some people that need this message. I think there are people in this room that you feel like you've messed up or you feel like you're in a bad place or you feel like you're at a place and you don't see how you're going to get out of it, how it's going to work, how God's going to, you just don't see it right now. Here's what I want to tell you. The path to success is to get reconnected with your heavenly father. What what we need here right now is to understand there's a God that's waiting for you and all he's looking for today is one step towards him. All he's looking for is just a coming to your senses, beginning to believe that he's got a plan for your life once again. And I want to tell you, if you just make that step towards him, he's going to come running towards you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.